1: Eagles are at the podium and we have it covered here thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host Michael Kist and today we are going to air Doug Peterson's sit down with the media on Friday as we head into this Eagles 49ers Sunday night showdown in San Fran. He talks about the Eagles offensive identity or lack thereof, Wentz's trust in his weapons or lack thereof, the list of injuries that the Eagles are dealing with, definitely no lacking there and there's plenty of other nuggets in this one. If you're listening to this before the Kist and Solak show Episode 197. I'm here to tell you there's a Kiss and soul act show coming out later in the evening. We're going to preview the 49ers, talk about the recent comments by Nick Foles when asked about Frank Reich, ask how short the leash is on Carson Wentz in this game with the 49ers and give our final predictions and much more. So make sure you tune into that. As always, we thank you for subscribing and listening. Make sure that you left five stars in Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and throw in a written review if you're feeling generous, as it really does help the feed. We've got more shows coming to your way this week, including a new Babes on Broad, an Eye on the Enemy, and a quick jam that should hit your feed sometime early Sunday to get you caught up with who is up for this game and who is down for the Eagles. All right, Doug Peterson speaking with the media today. Let's hear it.
0: Hey Doug, who's playing wide receiver for the, uh, this week? Who's able to, I guess. And uh, the illness that's going around—is that something that you think is going to affect players this weekend?
1: As
2: far as the illness goes, um, you know, obviously we we got to follow protocol. Um, you know, with with uh, anybody that <clears throat> is uh, complaining of symptoms, so um, we had to, we had to follow the protocol. Guys missed—they're all back in the building today, and they're going to work today. And and uh, don't anticipate them, you know, affecting them, you know, as far as the game goes uh, this Sunday. And then as far as wide receiver goes, you know, again, without laying out our, our detailed plans, I mean, we, we've, we've, you know, we're excited about the guys we got and the guys that we've been working with this, this, uh, uh, this week in practice. We do have one more day today, um, to hopefully get some of the guys that, uh, that, that are normally out there a chance to, to get some reps today, uh, if they can. So, um, you know, we're moving forward. If they can't, then, uh, we move forward with the guys we have. Go ahead, Ed, and then Kristen.
1: Hi, Doug. Um, Just Miles Sanders, he had the hamstring and the glute now. uh, Close to 80% of the snaps in the first two games. I mean, would you like to see more of that running back committee approach you like? Is this a sustainable workload for Miles at this point? I
2: I think it's sustainable. I think it's also we got to be careful, right? It's a fine line between maybe pushing too much and and not enough. And, And then and then um you know making sure he stays you know he stays healthy he stays in the treatment room and and doing the things uh which he does um you know to get himself ready to play so you know we we know he's a three down back for us we know that um you know uh he's he's electric when he's uh, got the ball in his hands you know as coaches we obviously have to be smart and have a plan if uh we use boston more or Corey more um then then we'll do that too and, and give give miles rest but uh uh, right now, you know, all indications are, are he's good and uh, and feels good and ready to go. Kristen and then Ruben.
0: Good morning, Doug. To follow up on the question about the wide receivers, with that area being so thin right now, there's the idea that Carson may try to do too much. He may try to again put this on his shoulders without that talent out there. So again, what is that message of trying to reiterate to him that he can trust the offense in place?
2: Yeah, I mean that's the that's the thing is we you know and that's one of the things that, that Press and I and. You know, we've just talked to him a lot this week about that. and and not not specifically this week, but really any any week. It doesn't matter if we have all our weapons available or not. I mean, it's it's a matter of just letting those guys work. And it's our job as coaches to make sure that they're prepared and and ready to go with their jobs and and then Carson just handling, you know, and and running the offense like uh, like he knows how. So, you know, this is um, it's no different. I, I think there'll be. If anything, there's there's more communication probably when, when there's maybe like it was at the end of the season last year, you know, when some of those new guys and young guys were playing. The communication, um, you know, picks up just a little bit more.
1: Ruben and then Jeff. Morning, Doug. Uh, you yeah. haven't really gotten a whole lot out of Boston and Corey, uh, especially in the running game. Are you are you getting what you need from the t- number two and three backs? And, and would you like to get them going more? And, and what's kind of gone into their, I guess, limited production so far?
2: Well, it's just—I guess it's just—I guess the obvious answer is the the uh, limited amount of touches, right? I mean, uh, just just putting them them in the game when when uh, Miles needs a break. I mean, that's something that uh, we're very aware of and very conscious of, you know, with Miles in his situation now, as I alluded to earlier. Um, and you know, Boston and Corey need need to be ready; they have to be ready to go and. Um we still have confidence in them. It's not about that. It's uh, you know, these guys are dynamic guys. They've they've played for us. So it's just a matter of getting them more touches. Uh, you know, if we need to give Miles a break. Jeff and then Nick.
0: Doug, the last few years we've seen a lot of linebackers leave via free agency. Uh Jordan Hicks, Nigel Bradham, Camus, uh LJ Fort, uh you guys released and he's he's gone on to do very good things elsewhere. Every other linebacker you now having the roster is on a rookie deal. Was enough done at that position to shore it up for the season and for the future?
2: Yes. Um, I, I I do believe that everything – I mean, listen, it. You, you, the first thing you do is you're going to look at look at your own roster. You're going to look at free agency. Then you're going to look into the draft. And, and you're going to select guys and add guys that add – number one, they're going to add depth to your roster, and they're going to add talent to that position. We feel like we've done both. Um, and and you know, these young guys are getting their feet wet. Some of them are, are core special teams players that are doing an ex- excellent job for us there. And, and and that's their way to impact the team right now. and then, and then, you know, we, we keep things, we, we keep things, you know, on the track and and allow these guys to, to get in games when when they can. So,, um, you know, again, with, with limited offseason, limited preseason games, or no preseason games, you know, um, we got to bring these guys and catch them up fast, um, but, but at the same time uh, interject them slowly into your system.
1: Nick, and then Les.: Hi, Doug. Um, since we talked to you the last time, uh, looks like the league has kind of had its first casualty here with the game, and it sort of, sort of indirectly affects you with uh, Pittsburgh not playing this weekend. What was your reaction to that? Do you do you anticipate more uh, things like that happening throughout the season?
2: Well, I, I yeah, it, it indirectly you know impacts us, but I I feel like it directly impacts us from the standpoint of us being um, more aware of our of our surroundings, right? Our situations, the protocols that we have in place from the league and the PA, and um, it's unfortunate. That, and I don't know all the details about it, uh, but but it's unfortunate that they're you know pushing that game. Um, but listen, it's it's uh, I, this is what I keep reminding our players and staff about um, constantly every single day about, you know, wearing the mask. And this is why, you know, testing, you know, is every day and the the protocols are in place to protect to protect players. And and now we're, you know, about to get on a plane and, and travel across country. So um, we've got to be ultra uh, prepared uh, when when we, uh, you know, we get on that plane tomorrow.
1: Last than then Dave. Uh, we talked a little bit
2: Wednesday about the screen game, and you spoke of timing as, as a key element, obviously, of that. Uh, since then, we've asked some players about it, and they talk about you know, we've used it, we put a lot of it on film the last few years, and teams are really geared up
1: for that. Uh, how do you combat that? Like, do they know the situations that you like to use screens in, or is, are formations or personnel? You know, how do you get back to where you can uh, do that effectively I
2: guess yeah and, and the player they're, they're right I mean it, it's it's teams teams scout you teams uh, look at you just like we do ourselves and you know I've got to be unpredictable you know when it comes to screens it can't be the ideal screen situation as a play caller but at the same time we got to make sure that uh, uh, the, the the picture that we're presenting to our defense or to the opponent, kind of matches up with say the run game or a play action pass or a QB movement, something of that nature. And then you screen off of that, you know, some of the top teams that we've studied have done that. And those are the things that, uh, you know, we have built into our system, you know, over the years, we just got to continue to work and develop that. And really, um, you know, it's just an extension of the run game. When you can uh, get an explosive screen is like uh, getting an explosive run you know, from the backfield. So, uh, it's just a matter of, I think, I think mixing it up, not being predictable with it. And, uh, and then marrying that up with other aspects of your offense. What is an ideal screen situation? Well, I'm not telling you cause then my opponent knows.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> we'll do that one off the record.
1: Dave, right. Dave, and <laughs> next, then John Clark. Next year. <laughs> hey, Les, or, uh, sorry. Hey, Doug. Um, you, you guys signed Hakeem Butler. Um, as a tight end what have you seen from him in the first couple of days and what about him did you like as a tight end and not a receiver
2: yeah i mean this guy's he's long he's athletic um smart kid uh you know so far what we've seen you know we've used him primarily uh a a little bit you know as a as a a look squad tight end just to kind of get him acclimated you know to to what we do how we practice Uh, but you know he's he's that kind of that hybrid Wide receiver, tight end, body type that that uh, teams teams uh, have used in the past, and and uh, someone that we can continue to grow and develop and use him in the offense uh, at uh, you know at points uh, in the future. But um, it's obviously early with him, but we're excited that he's here and uh, get him get him prepared.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. van dot com.
1: Doc, so will uh, Deshaun Jackson and JJ Arcega-Whiteside be able to practice today? Uh,
2: in, in in regards to Deshaun Jackson, uh, he is he is working day by day. He's getting better. He's getting stronger. Um, he 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 won't be out there again today. Uh, as far as that goes, as far you know, he'll be inside. He'll be getting treatment and things of that nature, trying to get him. Uh, you know, optimistic for the game on Sunday. Uh, and then JJ will actually get some work today. Uh, we'll have him out there and, and and see where he's at. He's progressing uh, really well. Uh, so so uh, we hope to get him out on the field today.
1: EJ and then Mike Ken. Hey, Doug, I know you said that Miles is expected to play on Sunday, but how much has the glute injury impacted his conditioning? I know you said that's something he's been working on.
2: Yeah, you know in my in, in miles' case he's, he's now getting his legs under him as far as the you know the the, the, the load I guess of playing uh, in games um, and and he feel he feels good you know it's just uh, you know that injury there, there's a lot of a lot of sideways tackles in this league where you're getting hit you know on the on the on that area of the of the body or the, you know the lower legs and and um, you know it's it's something that he, he he's aware of he feels good you um, you know, I don't have any concerns with him, you know, moving forward. Um, but, uh, you know, something that as, as we, we're we going to keep an eye on him as well as we do with all our injured players, as you guys know, and, and make sure that, uh, you know, we're not putting them at risk.
1: Mike and then Martin. Hey, hey, Doug, how would you define the identity of this offense?
2: I would define um, the identity as using – the strength number one, you know, you got to go off the strength. I think of your quarterback, right, and then and then you build you build your plans around that. So obviously the the identity you wanna you wanna be able to run the football, play action pass, the QB movements, and then you know as Les mentioned the screens. You got to mix in the screens effectively, you know, in in your system, and you and you want to be you want to be physical up front. You know that that goes without saying. You want to be dominant there, control the line of scrimmage, all of that, and that's where the run game comes in, but. You know, I think I think you're seeing that that, you know, you've seen the identity a little bit, kind of rear its you know rear its head up you know in these games, but but then and then it goes back down because you know we haven't been as successful on first down, uh, been in too many second long and third and long situations, which gets you out of who you are a little bit as an offense. So that those are the things that we have to focus on, um, continue to work at that, and um, you know. Uh, go into each game with that with that mindset and that 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 confidence level
1: we have time for two more so martin and then jamie hey doug um the 49ers are also quite banged up as as you probably know um as far as the quarterback position is concerned do you prepare for both you know jimmy garoppolo and and nick mullins and and what are you know what kind of differences are there between the two you know from what you've seen thanks
2: yeah, I mean, you know, you, you prepare, obviously you prepare the same. This is, it's they're, they're very similar in style. Um, you know, I, I, they, they both throw the ball, they're both smart, they handle the run game. There's a lot of run game checks with this offense, and they handle that really extremely well. You know, um, they don't do a lot as far as mixing personnel. They keep it very basic and vanilla uh, and just let their players play. You know, and they both run the offense extremely, uh, extremely well, as we saw last week. You know, with Nick. So, um, you know, you just you just gotta go in and prepare. It's not it's different than say, you know, you, you got Jimmy Garoppolo and Michael Vick, right? You got two different type quarterbacks, it's two different two different styles. And then you might have to plan differently. But I think you go in with your game plan, what it is, uh you execute it, you know, you focus on your job and uh no matter who's uh you know, playing quarterback. Go ahead, Jamie.
1: Doug,
0: you you've you spoken about the injuries at length, but um, you know, yesterday's injury report Almost, almost would have been easier to say who did practice than who didn't practice. You guys had so many on there. How frustrating is that for you as a coach? Because there's really nothing you can do about that. Injuries happen, but it changes the whole look of your team.
2: You know, it's it's it, listen, it, it is difficult. Um, you know, as you plan the day and and as you're trying to prepare for a, for a game and and um, you know, yeah, you want everybody to practice. I, I'm I'm selfish that way as a coach. I mean, you want everybody to practice, but you just know that that's, that's impossible. It's just not going to happen. And, and, you know, you look around the league and the the amount of injuries that have kind of piled up here in the first month of the season. And I, and I think every team is kind of going through a little bit of adversity from the injury front, just a little bit, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and, and now you throw in, you know, you throw in COVID, right. You throw in a guy getting just, uh, uh, the sniffles and we got to keep them out of the building because you don't, you just don't know there's the unknown surrounding our game right now. This is why, again, I I, I can't lose sleep. I just got to, I just got to prepare the next guy, you know, uh, keep talking to the team about our protocols that are in place, the testing, the mass, all of that. And you go practice and, and, and you hope that you get those guys back and, uh, you know, they're ready to play. And, I guess the one thing that we can do is the virtual meetings, right? So if a guy is out of the building for instance, we can still have him involved in meetings, you know, virtually. So that's always a that's always a positive, you know, when when guys are out of the building.